Majors. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm your elf on the shelf. Oh. What's your favorite except color? Y- <laughs> except that you're lovable and we want you around more. Oh. Unlike the elf of sh- on the shelf, which no, nobody really wants. Though we love our elf on mm-hmm. the shelf, Edward. He is a family favorite. Edward. What's Edward is yours? Yeah, Edward the elf. Did Claire he was name my him? My elf as a child. No, my Stop dad right used now. to say um that he would pick up his phone and at the phone at home and talk to edward the elf now this wait a second elf on the shelf does this mean that dennis loki invented elf on the shelf no because we didn't actually have an elf oh. on the shelf but he just said he was talking to the elf mm. so man and you lived in could fear have, could have changed everything yes. and you, he had you put that into an actual doll form <laughs> yes i don't see my dad creating a doll well, an elf i'm doll, sure he could have outsourced probably. that it's not really <laughs> his thing uh so today of course it is our christmas episode we are three days to christmas and this year's commager's christmas film is a pure cinematic joy on mm. every level mm-hmm. uh we are discussing love actually but first let's discuss what we are drinking this episode what does everybody have i'm for drinking christmas party some elijah craig barrel proof a bourbon it is fantastic mm. and what excellent. was the uh the beverage you had earlier tonight we just came mm. from a christmas party oh excellent i had some main beer brian i had a main um, oh, what 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 type? lunch or what? something? It was called the something lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was very good. It very was like cool. a, it was an IPA, very good. And Lots I had of great beer in Maine. Some Maker's Forty Six. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. that smelled quite yummy. Yeah, that was good. I had a holiday martini. That was, at, ooh, tell was, Brian how it was served. It was, very it was cool. served out of an ornament. It so it was. Wow. Yeah, they like funneled it into a ball. And it was this quite is... impressive presentation. And then you had it with a sprig of rosemary and some cranberries. Usually Amazing. I am not into funneling into balls, but that <laughs> sounds very pleasant. So in honor of the cranberries in the beverage, I threw some into my One Hope Brute for tonight. Katie had a wine <laughs> tasting last night, so we've got some Brute left over. And it looks so festive if you put some red balls in it. Love it. <laughs> I am just drinking an ice cold Miller Lite. Nothing too exciting huh? for our holiday Keeping party. It simple. Uh, Classic. Due to our HR representative, <laughs> we were informed that our Christmas party will be appropriate. There will be no mistletoe. There will be no uh, photocopying mm-hmm. of body parts or anything mm-hmm. like that. We are very uh, mm-hmm conservative here the calm majors yes but we can't call it a christmas party if we're being like fully yeah. inclusive oh, good. holiday yes. the holiday fest the holiday gala extravaganza mm-hmm. thank you uh but it is a christmas movie to be, <laughs> it is. To be very clear it's a christmas movie uh fact check from last week last week we did the last jedi in honor of the release of the final uh skywalker film mm-hmm. uh katie did not see it in the theater I did not. I'm sure. No. No. Yes. Uh, but uh, Jim and I did. And Jim, uh, uh, just quickly, uh, your thoughts. Uh, I liked it. Very I think, simple level. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers, but I will say, uh, I would say be hesitant if you're reading anything out there that says it's great or it's bad, it's terrible. Go see it and make up your own mind. Um, okay. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad I saw it and mm-hmm. I would see it again. Like, you know, when it's out on stuff, did I love it? Uh, probably not loved it. 
I enjoyed it. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, the comparisons, just to give you an idea, because we were talking about, you know, the fan reaction to both of these. Yeah. Uh, so this film, the new one, Rise of Skywalker, I feel like Tim from yeah. Pop Battle right now, except my voice is nowhere near as awesome as his. I wish I could have that. He's a radio. little more chill than you, too. Yeah. Um, but it's a critic rating at only 57%, but a fan rating of 86%, which is like the exact opposite of Last Jedi, which was... Uh, 91 critic and 43%. Right. Excuse me. Um, 91. Uh, yes. Critic and 43% which, fan rating. Yeah. Which tells you something. I think this puts, puts this movie more in line with what you would expect from a star Wars movie, which is it's not going to be critically acclaimed and the fans will enjoy it. Uh, unless it's I, uh, the, unless it's the prequels when neither the fans nor the critics. Yes, nobody. That's when United. Yeah. What would unite the um the light and the dark of the force? The prequels would <laughs> unite the light and the dark. Hatred. Uh I I enjoyed. I will say this. I did enjoy both films. I think both films are flawed in different mm -hmm. ways, but enjoyable. Both mm -hmm. are enjoyable. So this idea that you can't enjoy both but you have to only like one or the other. I don't think. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. So that is, I'm sure everybody will see it because it made a gajillion dollars uh, this weekend, but uh, that is our star Wars minute. And now it is time for our holiday festive rundown. Yeah. And I'm I, here we go. We're going to try the buttons again. Let's see if it works. All right, here we go. This in the Eagles beat the crap out of the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That happened. Yeah, I saw, I saw that that. Was beautiful. We don't have a lot of viewers in Texas, so yeah. I yeah. will support that. And right. we don't want any more. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. We do have a lot of listeners in Poland, so they will be celebrating Christmas a little bit earlier than us. So uh, Merry Christmas earlier. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so for today's rundown, there's no poem. This is a difficult uh, story to give a rundown because it's several interlocking stories. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to give you a few of the main characters. Just just a little bit of an overview. Wait, so, you know their names? No, she no. just certainly Why does not. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have Hugh Grant as the Prime Minister of England. Mm -hmm. We have a young Mariah Carey falling in love with Liam Neeson's stepson. Uh, we have Billy Mack, <laughs> an old dried up rocker. That's actually his star. character's name. Uh, Liam Neeson? No, Billy Mack is the No, I know. I got him. Yeah, I didn't know his actor name. Bill Nye. Um, Bill Nye, the science guy? No. no okay. Forget it. Anyway. I met Bill Nye, the science guy once. That's fine. Okay. Sorry. Annoying dog. Um, Billy Mack, old dried up rocker, finds a little bit of renewed Christmas fame and realizes... His true love is really his double denim wearing manager, who is also old and hot bellied and male. Uh, we have young, sweet fluffers who find true love on the set. No, not fluffers. No, they're not fluffers. They're, like they're, they're stand ins. They're stand ins. Yeah. They're not the fluffers. I'm sorry. Um, Alan Rickman, in his most villainous role ever, cheats on Emma Thompson. Uh, Americans love a British accent, as we discover. Uh, that's about it. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. Love actually is all around us. Mm -hmm. That's it. There you go. Yep. Excellent. 
That's the rundown. That's the rundown. Uh, the, the most important thing in this movie is that we learn as a filmmaker, you can learn from your mistakes. Because mm. Richard Curtis made the mistake in Four Weddings and a Funeral of having the only American woman in it be Andy McDowell. And he immediately <laughs> rectified that mistake by casting Laura Linney in this oh, film. Oh, very good. And oh, yeah. I missed her. God. That's a great storyline. Oh, Could you imagine if so they had put different Andy stories McDowell do we have? in this? Eight? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I realized I forgot two. There's eight. Well, she's technically two, really. Well, yeah. one, but two. There's eight interlocking mm -hmm. storylines. Yes. You forgot Kira yeah. Knightley. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. And Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Mm -hmm. And the operative from yep. Serenity. Oh, yes. The operative. Uh, so this film, I feel like everybody loves this film. I, have, this I don't know film. if I've ever come across somebody who has actually seen this film that mm -hmm. does not like it. And yeah, I think I, it has become I think a lot of people say that this this is an annual rewatch for many. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a movie that feels compelling to revisit. Colin Firth, we forgot his story. Colin too. Firth, there's nine. Yes. Oh, really? Nine so stories. Oh, I yeah. hate Uncle Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, so many. All good. They all feel like they're given enough. They're given enough story. They're given enough time that you feel connected. To, I mean, that's a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. So each of and those storylines have at least two characters in them. And I feel like you feel you feel like you get all of their stories. Mm -hmm. It's very I well done. I can imagine what the uh, director's cut, you know, the director's cuts, the first cut of the, they do mm -hmm. of these films before it gets anywhere. How long? I was wondering, that. I was thinking been. that, you know, when we've looked at some of these three hour movies and talked about like, why, why three hours? When you look at how much this movie does in the time that it has, it's actually like quite impressive. I feel like it must have been an editing nightmare to yeah. do this movie. Yeah. It, it, it in terms of tough. like cutting the narratives, because it, it doesn't play with time in a traditional manner. It's not a linear story because you jump from some characters who are in one spot and then they're immediately in the other to link their yes. existence and everything like yeah that. and the, and the, the only way they really do it is set it kind of weeks, right? So they're, they basically give you, like five weeks before Christmas, four weeks yep. before yeah. Christmas, one week before, you know, and so yeah. forth. That's that's basically the title card. So, yeah, it's interesting. Why are people drawn to this movie so much, mm. you think? Hugh Grant. I mean, you, he is, I mean, but I mean, no. he is excellent. I, in this think, movie. I think to Katie's point, there are so many different storylines and so many characters in this movie that I think you will find at least two or three that you really love the storylines and the characters. And then a couple that you can like learn to, to love and, and over the course of a few watchings become more acquainted with and more. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think you, you, you start to recognize more things that you have in common with these people as years go by and you rewatch this movie I think there's a there's a lot of uh, yeah there's a lot of interesting characters in the in this movie, and I think it's it's mature storytelling in that it it really doesn't sugarcoat the you know relationships yeah. and and it covers a lot no. of different kinds of relationships, so you don't just have 
um, romantic love. You know, it, it, it covers a lot of different kinds of love. Right. Mm -hmm. And also shows the mistakes that we make, the flaws that we have. Um, and so I think that, that it feels very honest. I think it feels very honest in that regard. And I think that that connects people to what's going on. So why don't we look at, because this movie is, usually we have a linear line to go through with movies. Why don't we look at some of the couples in storylines? Because maybe that would make it easier to get through. And we probably won't be, we can't get through sure. all the couples like or all the ones. Our dog uh, is being a jerk, so the two of you start. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. fine. Uh, all right, so Jim, why don't you pick a couple and we'll go from there. Which So one let's start with right out of the gate. The movie starts with Billy Mack. Bill yes. Nye singing uh, uh, Christmas, Christmas is all around us. Yeah. <laughs> Do we uh, have a, is, can we play a, a we can. Let, let's, that? Let's, let's play a little so bit of so that. And this is not the one that's actually in the movie. Um, this would be like the actual recording of the song. Yes. So let's hear it. Hear a little bit of it. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around us, and so the feeling grows. I don't have the auto tune on, guys. So you need to uh, same same key. It? Same key though. Same key though. All right, all right. So that's. Oh, we do have to talk. So this is the opening scene after the like. Yeah, yeah. You get the little voiceover well, from Hugh Grant, which is yes. really beautiful, actually, about like the reaction. You know, the people. Um, at Heathrow. At Heathrow. And, 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 and then that was the actual inspiration Richard Curtis got. He was at a lay. It was not at Heathrow. I think he said he was at a layover in JFK. This is how much I love this movie. Not only did Aileen and I watch it last night, we watched it. It was done. She went to sleep. And then Kieran and I watched the entire director's commentary again. So I mm. watched this film twice in one night and it's so loved good. every second of it. Yeah. Loved it, it, literally loved every second. Of one watching it one twice. awkward moment for me that I can't take my eyes off of <laughs> the backup singer. So the first character that we meet is Billy Mack, right? So we go yeah. into the the taping of the new Christmas song, right? Where they're like yes. they're reworking his classic song to be a Christmas song. Well, not even his classic song. No. Just the song. No, sorry, just, just a song. Oh, I thought I thought they were playing it that it was his no, song. No, oh, no, that's funny. Do you know? Do you know why they picked that song though to rework? Royalty free. Because when no, but when Richard Curtis put that in Four Weddings and a Funeral, mm -hmm. it became the number one song in England for like a that's month. That's too funny. And, and it was like a really old song. So he said, "I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do this now as like an inside joke that I, I made the song a number one." song because of four weddings and a funeral I love and it. we're going to turn it into a Christmas song did they talk on the director's cut about the choice to have one of the backup singers um, not wear a bra during this scene because no, it is it, distracting to the it viewer was uh, there was a lot of commentary on beautiful women because well, so what's was, fascinating is like it was she Richard is Curtis, a beautiful woman yes. but her breasts need support Oh, they need support. I don't know. Is and that something that, that happens in the wearing, recording studio? I don't just know. They're just letting it all bras? hang out. I don't know. Now, I feel like there are many women that choose to not wear an undergarment under their shirt um, and can rock in it. In public? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I have a friend that is like rare, rarely with a bra on. 
um, mm. she can work it. Like, you know, okay. like certain women can pull that off. And it also is about like the top you choose. But on camera... Mm. Probably not a good choice. It was. It did not work. It distracted. It was distracting. Yeah. The the in yeah. a plus though, not as bad as the opening scene where Nicole Kidman sits on a toilet. Also, so it is better. Very good point. Is better than that. This so is very we can, no, we can put I it, disagree. It's not dystopian. I think. <laughs> is it more distracting than Nicole Kidman on a toilet? <laughs> yes. Really? I don't I think didn't Nicole even Kidman it. on a toilet is like. Well, no. I mean, if you're looking at both women. I think the you would pick Nicole Kidman on a toilet versus the backup singer with a shirt on but no bra. Yeah, it's interesting. I have to be honest; I did not even notice that. I, I, I don't did think not Brian even was. This scene. I don't think that that's how Brian was selling that. Uh, well, uh, I, like who who would I you pick? It. I bought I it. Yeah, it was, wasn't like I don't it think wasn't that like was the choice. Was just <laughs> Nicole Kidman in the toilet. It was. It was an Deal. American standard. It was a beautiful toilet. <laughs> it was. To be fair, she had a beautiful her, gown on her as porcelain well. skin yeah. against the porcelain it, yes. backdrop of the toilet. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, Billy Mac, this song, I love this song. I listened to that. We didn't song. even get I, to the I, point I, here. I that oh yeah, what was the point? That is him. The first couple we should talk about is him and his his manager. Oh, his manager. Who oh, is the, yes? Who um, Mark Addy? Who, Mark who's Addy in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, who's great and. Uh, basically, by the end of the movie, he comes to realize that no matter how famous as, as as he's been in the past and how downtrodden he's been, his manager's been the constant. And he, what's he say? For Turns the, out, what's he call him? Yeah, it's like Chubbs or something. Yeah, Chubbs. Turns out, yes. Chubbs, Chubbs, you're the effing love of my life. Yeah, and his hands. I like. I love the. I love the. He, yeah, his, uh, his mannerisms in this movie I love yes, him yeah. so much I want to know great. who he like based his character <sighs> yeah. on yeah that is a great I, I would be interested he what? was one of the people on the director's cut I was going to say was, did he talk like, about that it would that be like a, a Rod Stewart or like a yeah like he, a he wasn't very Tom comfortable Jones he doesn't like to watch his performances mm -hmm. so they were making him watch it it was the director <sighs> and Hugh Grant and Billy Mack and the kid Okay. The little kid. That's who it was. And it was so, it was interesting. I think it I, I love that um this director also did About Time, yes. which I would love to do at some point. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, we can make absolutely. that our Valentine's movie Hux, this year. Hux is in that. It is it, it it's probably one of my favorite romantic movies. Well he's a great ever. writer. I think he, he just writes I agree. Great stuff. But Bill and Nye also is did... also in that, right? That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, he was, he was not, well, we not Hill. It's not Bill Nye the science it's guy. It's Bill Nye. Right? Oh, Nye. Bill Nye yeah, and Nye. Bill Nye. That's a very subtle distinction. I one's a fucking actor, to... one's a science guy. <laughs> yes. They're both very actors, different. I would argue. Well, that's <laughs> probably fair too. Name. I just want to point out that you can have a truly great male friendship. And that does not mean you watch pornography together yes. in your time. Yes. <laughs> is, is, as demonstrated by you yes. and Jim. Yes. yes. Yeah. We do not no, consume alcohol and watch pornography. No. We consumed no. alcohol I, together numerous times. Mm -hmm. Yes. Watch many movies. I can already consume. feel the awkwardness of the two of you even walking into a room where that was happening together. I, I can feel it. I yeah. can feel yeah. 
how creepy that would be for both of you. Well, I I will say this: uh, both Jim and I find like strip clubs, yeah, uh, like don't go, mm-hmm. have no interest so, in going. So there was one bachelor party, right? Where there that wasn't either of yours, but yeah, yeah. there was no. a, an experience of like one yeah. one groom having a. Yeah, I just remember there being a story and both of you being thoroughly creeped out by it. Yeah, yeah, Lolly- the whole a lollipop was the involved. Whole, uh, yeah, the whole avenue. Uh, but I do like the fact that they had a uh, a friendship relationship I that agree. was exposed. Yeah, uh, in that way, and really interesting. I think it's one of the only times I can think on film uh, that it's males that yep. they play that way, yep. which I thought was a really interesting choice by Richard Curtis because that is usually much more a role i think you you see women play in films yeah. a lot well and, and to i make think that i'm sorry go ahead carry no on. no go go that's fine uh just similarly i like i like that that was threaded through so you also have the rick grimes is that his name today and i can't andrew pronounce lincoln. that's his, his character's name on one. andrew lincoln is the actor andrew lincoln is the actor Oh, Rick yes, Grimes is who he Rick is Grimes. on uh, the zombie Dead. movie Dead. show. Good. And the operative whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, yeah, I can't either. Okay. Oh, so they actor, they also, guy. even though it's maybe a side story to their main story of like, mm-hmm. so um, Lincoln is in love with yeah. his best friend's wife, right? Yes. Um, but to me... Their friendship, their relationship is very much like, you know, it's a part of that story, you know, their love for each other. And then you also get Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson, which I think that that's that's an important. Yeah. Yeah, So I think you you have a few stories here of just like really beautiful friendships. Yeah. And it's funny. We were uh, I wonder if it is like a British thing, because when you think about some of the other movies, uh. Well, and maybe it's not a British thing, but maybe it's just that around the time that this, after this came out, cultures sort of started to investigate that relationship a little more. Mm. So you have things like Simon Pegg and Nick Nick Frost and and like the Mm, the you know, uh, Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, and 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 those kinds of yeah. So like their friendships sort of mimicking that, and then. Here you have things like Superbad, which is Superbad is sort of that oh. friendship that that you never saw, right? So the, I I feel like we could do a whole episode on this because I find this fascinating. Yeah. So I'm reading Shakespeare right now with my students, mm-hmm. and you know, so Shakespeare's 15, 1600s, mm-hmm. and in this text of 500 years ago, there is open profession of like male friendship love for each like and using yeah. those words like this is the mm-hmm. love that i have for you as my friend and my students still today you know today they're like oh well, like well that that's weird i'm like there is i think there is a disconnect like that like Amer- i don't know if it's that we're behind <laughs> but well, i think but like you, know you what, look at you texts read... from that long ago in in england and there is this very like open profession of like friendly love for each other yeah you but know? even like if you look at hamilton like and some of the guys from the american revolution they wrote letters like that as well and but, they were labeled well, oh maybe they were gay maybe they were but it wasn't yeah, but it was, the, that, it was would that we say they that they were, they were yet okay but would you say that they were reflecting american sensibilities yet or were they still reflections of um, no the i think European they were culture? reflections yes so at some point it turned something shifted you know, absolutely where, yeah what that is, I, I don't I don't know. No. We need to get it uh, back. 
We need to love each other openly. Speaking of Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln, uh, a storyline which I really enjoy. Upon this watch, I I was looking at with a little bit more of a critical eye. And Aileen and I were watching the sequence where he is in love with Kira Knightley. So he has videotaped the wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people are assuming that he's in love with his friend and that Mm -hmm. it might be some obsession. Laura Linney. Laura Linney calls him out on that. that. Yep. and then Kira Knightley comes over and plays the tape, yeah. which is uh, very disturbing. Yeah. What he is doing while watching that tape, probably on his own. And it le- led me to think uh, Keith Morrison is showing up uh, I, at some see, point I here with, uh, with somebody. I don't know if you ever felt that creepy to me. I, didn't, I, want, I just, yeah, I don't think he's don't watching know. that it's... film. I think, I think he. While mate, while trying to videotape the wedding, it sort of just ended up him videotaping her more because his eye was drawn to her more, and he just kept the tape. He, yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it's something that he I'm, wanted I'm, to I am revisit. Kind of I'm not yeah. freaked out, but yeah, it's, I don't know if, if, if you I saw if you saw a video like that, uh, me filming Katie like that. Oh, super creepy. It would creepy. be a little weird. Super yeah. creepy. It, it would be, yeah, a, I don't it would know. be a little creepy. I However, like me filming it. alien like that, not creepy at all. <laughs> so weird. I, it must be, to me, it must be the way that that character's developed that, I don't know, it do, It feels like an unrequited love. Like a, just it like, does. It really isn't he that He loves creepy. her I just it was and he knows funny. it's never going to go anywhere. Yeah. And so like... I don't know. Like, that's it. And oh my well, God, that playful. scene think- where he shows up the cards yeah i think maybe that plays it off here's what i just heard and this is sad for me the trump of britain what's his name boris oh uh boris uh johnson apparently he just used this in his campaign like just this week he like played on love actually and used the the rick grimes cards in his campaign like grant does something after that beautiful he took something beautiful and he pooped on it pooped on it taking his Trumpy conservative business and taking a beautiful thing from love actually and messing, messing it all up. I hate that. Okay. And I wish I didn't know that. Anyway, well, you, I love that scene. Care, though? I love uh, that scene. He, and I think that yes. the use of music in that scene where he leaves Kira Knightley is one of my favorite music moments in any movie. Wow. It's the Sia song. I am what Dino, I am. Oh, is it Dido? No, Dido's I the one where he just shows her the video and he walks away. Right, right. The, like his, oh, yeah, Dido is that. To me, that song's better. His angstiness, though, like walking away. and like that's, the, You're thinking of the wrong crouching. spot. No? You're thinking of the wrong part. Yeah, that's, that's part after he shows, them the, shows her the video. The video but no, that's, that's what Dido. I'm talking about. That's Dido. That's, oh, we, that's I thought you were talking about the cards. No, I'm, I'm talking about when he walks away. Yeah. When oh. he walks away, when he storms. Oh, 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 you're right. I'm so sorry. I got it. I, I didn't mean to hurt you. No, no, no touching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After she no sees touching. the video. After she <laughs> no sees touching. the video. The, no the middle of the day moment. That's the one I'm talking about. Uh, this soundtrack yeah. is great. I have it. Yep. We always listen to it around Christmas time because it Jumping. is so many good songs in it. Oh, my yes. God. Hugh Grant dancing to that. Jim, do you remember when Jim and I performed that of song for you? Of course I do. Driving around that was down, prior down to this movie, I believe. Or was that the it was, reunion? Yeah. It was no, in I think the Steamtown Mall. It was yeah, well it was way before, before It was movie. in our car. It was in the shadow, in the Dodge Shadow. Yeah. The two of you... Before we graduated. Half sang the song. Yeah. It was yeah. beautiful. Beautiful yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, Jim. 
Still one of my favorites. Um, you still got it. So you, yeah. Grant, just a quick minute on you, Grant, because he is, as always, so enjoyable in this film um, and pulls off a role again, which could come across as creepy. Uh, a 20 year older man attempting to seduce and have a relationship with his pastry deliverer. Yeah, totally. Yep. But um, just like the Andrew Lincoln thing, even though I was joking about it being a Dateline episode, the character is able, you become attached to the character. Yep. Like in the case of Andrew Lincoln, I think you're right. The card scene, when he does the card scene, there's an innocence to it. Or when he plans the music to be performed at their wedding and surprise them, there's an, and also you grant kind of pulls that off. He, yeah. he you I know, agree. And they do great with Billy Bob as the president being lecherous. And he's so the opposite of it that yep. you don't feel like this is someone totally taking agree. advantage of yep. them. Yep. Even I mean, you're right. You have these age differences. But for me, even the Colin Firth, like when you see him with his, his wife, you you get the feeling that like she has a very sexual relationship with his brother. Right. Like they're mm -hmm. they're sleeping together. Yes. But he feels more innocent, like more wholesome and just like that. He really does fall in love with Aurelia. And it's not this like physical lustful relationship it's you know like just a true love for her and like you know seeing him like learning to speak portuguese and they're apart like it never feels lecherous it yeah. never it never feels like he's going for the you know 20 year old uh international i, I am babe. slightly surprised this film has not received some pushback in the way that a lot of things are being critiqued, like films, like going back and looking at it, because, you know, could Richard Curtis have pulled off the U Grant um, relationship in the modern kind of Me Too environment, well, so, where the idea of is the person with power, like he yeah, clearly was in the position. But so, of power. like, look at the way that that plays out, though, right? Where oh, I agree, I don't think it should be, so but I'm wondering is the that one. like, like a we, critique? We follow him, right? Like the camera follows him, and upon mm -hmm. meeting her for the first time, he's like, "This is not good," right? Like, yeah. I, this is this is a problem, um, and so you see that conflict, you know, and eventually he you would argue he makes the right move and says like like we can't we can't work in the same space right like we i have to move yeah. her to another space um because this isn't okay and then she's the one that professes her love for him mm -hmm. so in a christmas card right but to me like that there's so there's a shift there of that like the power dynamic right like he does the right thing in saying like this would not be okay for her to work in my office and for me to feel this way about her. Mm. And then after they have that space, then she gives him the card and, and mm -hmm. says like, it's you, you know, like I, I love you. And he is a starch defender of her when people call her plumpy. What mm -hmm. we call her? Would we call that? I want trees. I love that. Legs like tree trunks. Love it. Like, I, um, love him. Here's a real question. Alien and I debate almost every year upon watching this. Who is the most vile character? Oh, God, because you still even love Alan Rickman, even though he makes a shitty, several shitty decisions. Mm. <sighs> it's tough. I have a few. I have a character. Well, I think it's Billy Bob. I, 
he cl- I don't. Yeah, he's close. I don't even know if he's the one. Really? I always, um, you know, the character I like the least. I I almost don't count him as a full character because he. I feel he's like a plot device. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I cannot stand the secretary. Oh, true. Very good. Yes, but I as Aileen points her. out, she's like the person that. And then upon this rewatch, I was really like, it's the fucking brother. No. Oh yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, so. Yeah. But I would say the same thing there's, about him. Like he's not a main character, right? I know. So yeah. you could be right. He but, has I mean, a minute. Probably. Oh my god! Absolutely. Sleeping with your brother's wife. Worse. Forget it. Done worse in this whole thing. I think Aurelia's sister. Aurelia's. I love her. I love her. He's, he's going to buy her. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, you're totally right. I, the secretary is vile. You know, the idea to me of like knowing that your boss ha- has kids is married. And then like, I mean, like she makes a play for him, like several. Yes, it's plays not for like, him. like like that is yes. like a, a decide like she makes. Yeah. Many choices. Beyond a to, normal. Yeah. Beyond a absolutely. normal uh, attempt. To this isn't something. like we were flirting with each other. And then one thing led to another. Like she toys with him and manipulates. Mm-hmm. That doesn't let him off the hook. Alan Rickman. I'm still no. disappointed in you from the grave. I know that Richard Curtis made you do it. But still. And he wasn't it's let Emma. off the hook. Which it's I Emma. liked. Don't cheat on the Emma. The way they played the last interaction between emma thompson and alan rickman and oh yeah the airport still is icy great. still icy yeah and, and i be. like that it leaves it up in the air like you to me it's still not clear that they are you know like like i think there's still a little bit of a gray area at the end of like are they really are they together are they together for the kids are they well there's a lot of ambiguous relationships in the way like to me that one's intriguing you know the laura lenny role is maybe the most heartbreaking of any of them yeah and it's this idea of love for a sibling but it's almost like when love becomes unhealthy yeah. And the consequences of that, which I think probably almost everybody in their life will have some relationship where there is maybe not to that level, but, you know, your lover connection to someone affects your ability to grow mm-hmm. or your ability to move on to something. And he played that in a way that I think was interesting that it was a brother with mental illness as opposed to somebody who maybe had an addiction to drugs or alcohol. And then Mm -hmm. you could say to Laura Linney, like, Oh, you're just dumb. You're staying with this person. You shouldn't stay with them. It's almost like you're, you're torn. You're like, why can't you just move on? And then you look at those scenes with the brother and you're like, who would be able to move? Well, and I feel like it raises the bar so much because when you look at like minutes given to that storyline, you know, like what they're able to accomplish, the depth of that understanding of her relationship with her brother and the relation, you know, this like a, a kind of like unrequited love for the, the co-worker. Um, it's so beautifully done. Like there there are these just little bits of story in this movie that I just find exceptional. And and it's often in parts where there's not even dialogue you know, where it's just an amazing actor or actress just like demonstrating emotion, demonstrating conflict. You know, when Emma 
opens up the gift that she thinks is a necklace for her ah, from brilliant. Alan Rickman, yeah, absolutely right? Absolutely brilliant. And that's the moment where she realized that, that he bought that for somebody else. She goes into the bedroom and has this moment and Carol King, is that what it is? No. Nope, it is Jody Mitchell. Jody Mitchell is play, playing Kathleen DeSanto. Yes. Joni, Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. Joni, Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. That is the name of the of the musician. Her name is Joni Mitchell. She is singing, uh, and that's another really beautiful moment of like the use of song in this movie. Two sides. Oh, yes. yes. Great song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Emma takes this moment and she just like smooths out her bedspread. Like that's mm-hmm. the action. That's all she does is she smooths yeah, out the like bedspread, right? And she like wipes her face and I like it gets you. I've seen this movie now how many times? We as many years as we've been married. It gets me right in the heart every time. She's a <gasps> okay actress. <laughs> yeah, she's decent. Yeah. She's decent There's in this film. There's just oh. The, so good. There are sequences in this movie and I think when you have this many actors, it, it it's almost like you're not going to have a through narrative in terms of scene construction. So it's almost like you have to build truly great individual sequences. Yeah. Right. And right. then it's yeah. like, how are you going to put them together? Can we talk and about Liam like and his so many of them next? Oh yeah. Yeah. Liam Neeson and the, and yeah, I mean, and that's, and they have some of it beautiful. I always love the shot of them that looks like to St. Paul's and stuff where they they're having that conversation on the bench, on the bench yeah. and, and the way that that shot. I and I just think that's a beautiful shot. Agreed. And there's a shot right as the, and this is like where the movie sort of for me starts to take off is like it's all funny and 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 there's a lot of going on and there's some sadness with the with the wife dying and you see the, I think prior to this you see the brother cheating so like you're like you're kind of like trying to wrap your head around like what's going on here and I think that scene for me is when this movie like sort of snaps into place of going like oh we're going to we're going to know like th- this this is going to be like a serious look at like the actual word and emotion of love mm. when the kid says to him well he's like oh i thought it could be much i thought it would be much worse and the kid says worse than the oh. completely agonizing pain of falling in love and right in that moment i think it splits out to a two shot of them on yes. the bench and liam neeson mm. kind of like goes well in his head yeah I, I mean he gives you this like well fuck the kid's right look like yes. to to the yeah and he goes, yeah, I, I guess you're right, <laughs> and like, and I, that moment always struck me as such like a such a wise moment from the kid, but completely believable. Um, because I think he he immediately just within because I think I don't think he has any lines up until that point, or very few. Yeah, and he yeah, doesn't talk few. for like the first couple questions. Liam Neeson asks, asks him. Uh, but when he does start talking, you immediately know this kid's like pretty bright and pretty yeah. together. Um, you know, just bringing up the fact that he knows emotionally he should be he should be mourning the loss of his mother, and he should be feeling all sorts of things, and he is. But also, he's in love, which is 
probably the only thing you can get away with saying in that moment that someone would go, oh, I understand why you would let that feeling push everything else aside. Yes, why you and could become so caught up in can that. Can you right. think of any other movie that handles that notion of, like, first love, like, love at that age? I don't no, and, think it's and, I don't think it's done very much, right? No, and no like, it would be very melodramatic. You know, right. it, it's handled in a way he where should have his glasses. The, I, yeah. was, <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, it's my girl, right? Yeah, my girl. And that's, um, yeah, I haven't seen that in ages. And but, I think my yeah. girl probably holds up. I, yeah, I don't think that's a bad movie. Yeah, but no, again, like condensing, right? Like that's yeah. a full story, condensing yeah. it down to just these like little bits of scene. You know, I I love that uh, it's not downplayed. You know that it like your first love is a really big yeah. deal, and and a lot of the things that we tell kids are like not big deals. Well, it that's it's only not a big deal when you get to the age that we are, right? Like mm -hmm. when when you're ten, when you're nine, it's a fucking big deal, yeah. right? Like, like they've never known an emotion like that. They've never Can't felt that see kind without of without his glasses. No, oh, it's horrible. Don't make oh, fun of it. Oh, that's sad. Don't I feel bad about that now. I'm yeah. feeling. This they is make a fun happy, of it on our, our radio station. It's become oh, a little soundbite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Um, we have a couple of just straight comedic uh, storylines, mm. I would say, in this. Yeah. One I am Colin. Colin. Uh, and the other being Martin Freeman of yes. Love. Office fame. Uh, and numerous other films, obviously Black Panther and, and all Mr. those Bean. types oh, of yeah. things. Mr. Bean. Oh yeah, and Mr. Bean. Um, the use of them was perfectly mm -hmm. balanced. Mm -hmm. It yeah. almost seems like the way they were able to tie these lines in. And again, there's just little sequences where every time you saw someone, you wanted to see them more, but also you saw them just enough. Mm -hmm to move on and, and and be content with what you got from that, which yeah. is pretty staggering. And the score plays into that too, that that theme they keep playing, which the Galway uh love theme. Yeah, it, it which is weird. Gla Galway? No, Glasgow. It always Sorry, sounds Glasgow like to me theme. when you're young at heart. It can happen to you when you're young at heart. I don't know, it, I'm not thinking. Anyway, there's there's this little flute theme that plays. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and it always to me reminds me of like the Disney. I know what you thing. mean. Yes, um, but there's this element of that which plays over pretty much a lot of the different love stories when when the love is. Oh, well done, well done, sir. No, not that one. It goes in. Oh, okay. I'll just play this background as you two talk. Okay. Oh, that's other. nice. So just have you like your own scene. <laughs> that's good. It's like your own love. But actually pairing scene. that with those other storylines, um, which seem a little fantastical, I think is great. Um, oh, absolutely. Because it does add a add like a surreal element. the The American women is is hilarious, but oh, the way they pro portray yeah. them is yeah, it's tremendous. so funny. Um, and then you have. The yeah, Bilbo and and his say, stand in say bottle bottle <laughs> draw bottle. I've always found That's English same. Um, the same. cinema, but also television <laughs> uh -huh. to be intriguing, and I'm not quite sure how they do it with shows like Luther and some in Downton Abbey. You get maybe eight episodes instead of 24 episodes. 
yet you know the characters better in those eight episodes than you would in 24 episodes of an American TV show. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just a writing style in terms like you don't get that much time with any of these characters, but you feel an instantaneous connection to them and you feel like you know who they are. Yeah, it's the writing. I I think it's the writing. Which is amazing. But I do think it's both. So like so many of these actors are trained British stage actors. Right, no, no, but to to Brian's point, there are other shows that are not like that. Mm, mm -hmm. But I think think it's it's the writing of, they, they focus each scene on things that contribute to the character and give you the reasons they are making decisions, right? So, like, there, there's no extraneous, like, dialogue. Yeah. yeah. It's all used to build their character to the point See, to so when they make like something. The when they perfect make... movie for Jim. It's like <laughs> yeah. most of the things he talks about with, like, critiques of some yeah, of the films no, we it's, watch. It's a tight is movie. like, this is what he will tell you, like, yeah. about films we watch where we don't get it. And I keep thinking, like, this, is, to me, is, like, what Jim... I mean, he's trying to get this, across a lot to of to me. Time. Like this movie is a series of best of scenes, right? Like, like when you try to pick out, like, what are your favorite scenes? Like, I feel like it, it would keep changing for me because there are so many. We haven't even talked about Hugh Grant finding what's her, her name's house, like oh, hopping. Yeah. So the King yeah. Wenceslas, like that <laughs> little moment where they open the door and it's the three kids. And they're like, are you Carolers? And then they start Sing singing King Wenceslas and his driver drops in with his, the like, bass. dramatically trained and or whatever. Hughes it is. reaction to that. On, it's like on the, the best. The, be- the best. Yeah. And then the octopus getting into the car, into the prime minister's car. Mm. We're here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's, it's just like, it is pure joy. Yeah. There is so much joy in this film. You see, I think, I think a lot of the times they don't write towards the joke, right? They're, I think they are writing towards the character and letting and developing that character to a place where the character can be funny, not the situation the character's in, mm. right? And it's so, certainly like, right. Yeah, and it's, it's not situational. It's not right. a gag. There's never gag comedy, really, by right. and large at all. And so even with something like, like Spinal Tap, again, it's like these... These characters are saying things that are hilarious, but it's completely believable and in character. And it's not just to be the character is not trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but what they're saying and what's happening around them is hilarious yes. because of that. So I, I love this. I feel like I've, I've watched this with um, I do like a Pixar little series of lessons with my students. And so they talk a lot about like. You know, chasing your character up a tree, stranding stranding your character in an elevator that like good writing, like you have to think through like what your character would do in all of these scenarios so that when you come into the room with that character for a writer's meeting, like you know what your character would do in all of these scenarios. So to me, the scene where Liam Neeson calls Emma uh, Thompson, right, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he is feeling horrendous because his wife has just died and She's in the middle of a conversation with her seemingly like eight-year-old daughter about what position she got in the Christmas show. I, totally believable. Like on on paper, this would look so shitty where Emma is like, oh yeah, your wife just died. Sorry, can't talk to you right now. 
But if we know her character, if we understand her character, yeah. like that relationship with her child is going to trump everything. And she's still a good friend, right? She still she still oh, great says yeah. to him, like, doesn't mean I don't care about you. Right. But horrible time. Got to talk to my kid. Right. Like in the middle of a big moment, call yeah. you back. And so like I like I love that little bit of like you see exactly who she is. You see she's a straight shooter. She's totally going to like be there for him. But like right now her pri her priority is her kid. And that plays kid. out through the movie. Right. Then we know who she is through the rest of the movie. Well, and it also, I think, Christmas leads lobster. to lobster. There was why, one lobster at the birth of But Christ. it also makes more, more sense more why she and the kids are getting Duh. Alan Rickman from the airport because yeah. she's mm -hmm. shown that. Yeah. Like, no, totally. That, right. Like that she is wouldn't going to be for. She wouldn't leave. Oh my God. And her calling him out after the show of like, oh, brilliant. you've made a, you've made a joke of me. Mm -hmm. You like, Oh, that woman. I can't. I what just, a line, by the way, instead yeah. of yelling and screaming, you piece of trash, you let your, <laughs> yeah. to say it that way to conflict, like, no, no, this is what you did to me. I'm not going to call yep. you names so you can say I'm crazy or something mm -hmm. like that. You, this yeah, you made a joke of our life. To me. Oh, God. Oh, I can't. Well, that's it. Like, I feel like there there is a little bit of a perception of this movie as being like a lighthearted sort of like Christmas film. It's about love. But there are some of them like deepest, right? Like it gets into all the dark and swirly yeah. about relationship. It is not all just sunshine and rainbows. I think I think it's really well done. If anybody hasn't been able to tell, we really enjoy this movie. It's yes. where we got our wedding song from. We did. We yes. didn't figure it out for a bit because it had been months since we had seen the movie. No. Do you remember? Yeah, we picked our wedding song around this time. Yeah, but so the way that that went down is we decided because well, music's really important to us. Well, tell everybody what your wedding song was in case so, they weren't there. We decided for us to pick our wedding song that we should each come up with a list of five songs and that we wouldn't talk about it, that we would just decide on the five songs that we thought were possibilities. And then we would come together, you know, in a very diplomatic way and decide. And yeah. uh, I don't think we either of us had five. No, I, I think, think this was... we had one. Well, number one on both our lists was the same. Was this song. But I don't think we realized right away that it was because of Love Actually. Maybe not. I don't think so. I think it took us subconsciously a was yeah because it was what like song May. Was it? God only we, knows. Can, God okay. only knows well, by the Beach Boys, yeah. mm -hmm. which is the final song closing. Yeah, the closing song of the movie, which is really cool. The way they do it. If if you haven't seen the movie, you know, spoiler alert. But um, you know, they they show some of our characters getting off a flight at Heathrow, and um, you know, reconnecting with their loved ones, um. And then they sh then they sort of um, they start showing real people getting out, leaving the gated Heathrow, meeting their loved ones. It's not it's not um, it's not actors. As far as I know, it's not actors. It looks like it looks like no, real, it looks footage. real footage. No, yeah. he said they they actually had to chase people they, around Heathrow Airport getting them to sign release forms. Yeah. You know, they reference September 11th, and I there's been times where I'm like, is that is it too much? But to me, the the point really is like in the most dire moments, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's it's we always can figure out what's love. most important. It's always See, I don't think it's too right? much considering it was filmed in two thousand two. I think that had yeah. such a 
international globally that I think that's legitimate. So I think it's fair to say as we end our discussion on the movie, everyone should own it. uh, (laughs) You should own it. You should watch it maybe twice in a night. You posted about this movie and somebody was like, I've never seen this movie. I just watched it for the first time. I mean, you changed some, you changed somebody's life. I know. Changed their life. I ch- changed the life positive. Today. You did. Probably I, for the first time. You brought ever. this movie to the world. <laughs> I saved your best friend's life. I just saved your best friend's life. I just saved your best friend's life. All right. Literally. Time for Game of the Week. And this week's Game of the Week is Fast Four. We're going to rank four movies that we've done on Commagers that have involved Christmas in an attempt to say which is the best Christmas okay. movie we've ever done Ooh. on Commagers. I have a question about this, Brian, before we yes. get into it. Are we ranking them based on their Christmasness or on just yes. how good they are? Just on, the, on their Christmasness. Oh, okay. okay. How of, of what we would feel towards them as a Christmas oh, movie is, to watch at Christmas. Difficult. Okay. All right, so here are our four choices, okay? We have Love Actually, Die Hard, Gremlins, or Christmas Vacation. I'm ready. All right, Jim, go. Oh, you're so fast. Uh, number four would be Die Hard. Okay. Number three would be Gremlins. Number two, right. Christmas Vacation. And number one would be Love Actually. I'm the same. Uh-huh. I was debating Die Hard versus Gremlins. I think Gremlins has more of a Christmas theme uh, because of the gift giving true, and, true, and true. all. Yeah, true. There, there's. Yeah. Okay, this is fair. And there's the whole like it's a wonderful life kind of yeah, thing yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. on. There, there's so many allusions to Christmas and Gremlins. You're right. Yep. Yeah, I think that's I probably where I would fall. <laughs> yep. I mean, Die Hard is probably the, the best film, though. I love Love Actually. There's a debate mm. about it. But I am still wavering on the whole Die Hard is a Christmas movie thing because I feel like it's in the sense that it's not a movie I watch at Christmas time. Like certain right, movies, right, like right. Love Actually, I watch at Christmas. At Christmas. Right. Yeah, so I would probably go the same. I would say Die Hard, uh, actually, then Gremlins because the Wonderful Life esque things that we talked about. Listen to our Gremlins episode. Uh, then Christmas Vacation, and then then Love Actually. Yeah. Agreed. Well. Um, so there we go. All right. Um, now it's time for five questions. You want answers? You want answers? answers. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Which? Why? All right. Five questions this week with Katie answering mm. the questions. All right, our first question, thumbs up or thumbs down question. Uh, Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas mm-hmm. is You, plays prominently mm-hmm. in a sequence here. Uh, just to, I just heard this on the radio today. This song came out 25 years ago, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Whew. And this year, in its 25th year, for the first time ever, it became number one on the Billboard Top 100 list. True story. Uh, I saw that, Brian. Yep. Are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You? Oh, I'm thumbs up on it. It is one of my favorite Christmas songs. I, my favorite. Yeah, I have um, given Mariah Carey a hard time over the years. I mean, she's a total diva, right? And mm. she has the worst. changed to me. She's gone from like portraying herself um, more or less of a Hispanic or has she Italian woman 
over the years. I'm not sure. I feel like there's been times like when she was like first coming out that it was I like she kind was of African American. She's biracial. She's multiracial. But so I've given her a hard time over the years for this kind of like changing identity, changing portrayal of self. Like what on your blog? In my mind. <laughs> In my mind in and mind. in my conversation. I haven't shared yeah. this with anybody. Yeah, I was no. like, no, it's, yeah, it's, well, how, it's I've never once right heard now. you say anything about this. Yeah, I tweeted at her. Uh, so my roommate in college was a diehard Mariah Carey fan. Loved Mariah. In fact, we have a common saying amongst us, Mariah on fire, because of how many times we would enter into the room to Mariah Carey blasting. Mariah was always on. And so... I had a moment of like not loving her, but in the grand scheme of life, I recognize her. She's, she's an amazing singer. She's a diva, but she's an amazing that singer. Question went off in a lot of different avenues. <laughs> right, I didn't. Let's just go. To hey, 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 but a quick aside, one of our, our, our listeners who we all know, Tim Gunn, mm -hmm. uh, who plays Santa during the holiday oh, season yeah, was yeah. actually the Santa at the Mariah Carey concert. So he's probably yeah. on stage for yeah, that on, song. He was on stage. What? He yeah. was the Santa at the Mariah Carey thing. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. That is awesome. Oh All right, gosh. here we go. Question number two. Uh, Katie, would you rather watch a Colin Firth movie or a Hugh Ooh, Grant this movie? This is such a hard. This now, is such now, a hard because you know I love both of these men. See, they both I have love them stinkers. Hard. Absolutely. And so, like, for me, it comes down to which, if I got to choose the movie. Uh, okay, what if you had to pick the movie, if it was based on movie? All right, so I'd say in terms of movies, I love more Hugh Grant movies than I love Colin Firth movies. Okay. However, in terms of humans, if well, I was, yeah, like, spending time with them, I would spend time with Colin Firth. Because See, I, might... I think he's, like, a little puppy dog. Like, yeah. I just want to, like, However, snuggle with in him. in the one movie where he's not, like, a little little puppy dog, I think it's probably the best movie. My favorite of either of their catalogs is The Kingsman. Oh, he's so oh, good in The Kingsman. Yeah. He's so Very good in The good Kingsman. In movie. Great movie. Yes. Uh, okay, question three. So I don't three, know what I picked. Oh, I picked Hugh Grant. But I, Hugh but, Grant. Oh. But, but I love you, Colin Firth. I love you so much, Colin okay. Firth. I'll watch right. all of your movies, uh, Colin Firth. If you, question three, fill in the blind question. If you had to come up with a new title for this film, what would you call it? Brian, I am so not creative in this way. Uh, That's why it's going to be good. good answer. It's going to be so shitty. Stream of thought. Just throw it out there. Just throw it mm, out there. It's going to be something like... Um, if you really love Christmas, come on and let it snow. Okay. <laughs> well done. Well done. Great. Uh, favorite question, question four. Uh, who's your favorite love actually couple? Oh, gosh. Huh. Uh, it's, it's Hugh Grant. It's, it's, Hugh, it's Hugh Grant. And I wish I remembered her name. And Natalie. Natalie. Hugh Grant and Where's Natalie. Where's my fucking coat? I, lo I love her. <laughs> I love that she starts cursing from the first moment that you meet her, and that's why he falls in love with her. It's like she is irreverent as all get out. She's hysterical. She's great. She is really good. I was in really, it. Uh, I was really afraid I was going to fuck this up. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. You should write those really lines down great. if you're going to recite them. Oh yeah. No idea. Something like uh, that. Finally, deep thoughts question here: If you could take one song you love and rewrite it into a Christmas song, which song would you pick? 
Take one song you love and rewrite it into oh, like, a... Gosh. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Why would you do this to a song you love? That's... The... Well, I think I think I would it. do it to wake me up before you go go. I love that song. I love that song so much. It makes me feel Lamb? pure joy in my heart. Turn it, it into a always makes song. me think of because it's going to be something like let it snow Lander? snow. Yeah. Orange mocha I cappuccino. Love wake that song because it snow snowed. Yeah. <laughs> when your friends on. die in a freak gasoline fight accident. <laughs> I loved that song before Zoolander ever happened. Okay, I'm sure you that is a wonderful song. Baines. I Little was so Wham. excited he, that it was in Alexander Zoolander. Ridgely. It's a great song. Alexander Ridgely will thank you for the residuals. He needs one of Brian's key character traits <laughs> is that he knows who the other guy in Wham is. Yes, I do. <laughs> that is really poor, impressive. The poor, the poor guy. <laughs> you just made one of our uh, listeners wet himself nearly. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost wet yourself. Right. Just a little. Um, Drew Pigeon really enjoyed that. Jim commented on my Mariah Carey blog. <laughs> commented. Uh, her, her, yes, blog. Her, yeah, that blog was, with a singular purpose really, of, of oh, no, what is the racial where, shaming uh, Mariah Carey. Well, no, 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 what is? Oh no, it's like Creed. Ryan's Identity. like I set up a, Creed a blog for Creed. Creed <laughs> thoughts. That? It's just an open it's, word document. <laughs> it's an open word doc. Really, really dark stuff. Really dark. I worry that this is happening at school. We have kids that do paper bag blogs, and so I think yeah. they think that just because they put something outside on the wall that they're blogging <laughs> so i'm like i feel Maybe like they might be really confused <laughs> it might be for their best interest <laughs> if they do that uh we are back next week with our year in review episode we'll be talking about all our favorite movies we covered this year as well as uh unveiling our top 10 films of the decade one film from every decade for our amazing crossover episode with tim and keenan on pop adult oh yeah i still don't know how that's gonna work but I got to read that I don't email, either. I guess. I got to read the email. Uh, I, I don't either. Uh, but feel free to like, share, subscribe. Have a wonderful Christmas, everybody. Hey, or yeah. Hanukkah or whatever See you, Edward. Uh, it is you are celebrating. Edward the Elf. We could, should, are go. we going to give them a little taste of what we're going to do in the year end so that they maybe people could think about their own lists? Well, oh, well, yeah. So we are for our show. We're going to pick our favorite movie that we did on the show. Favorite actors, mm -hmm. actresses, soundtracks. Uh, for the best film of the decade, we're each going to pick one film per year that we yep. like the most. Yeah. So feel free. We'll also be posting some questions online about movies that people love this week. So you can comment and share with all that free time i'm sure you have everybody's got a lot of free time oh right listen it's winter break it. it's winter break nobody's working who's working tomorrow a lot of working tomorrow? Aaron, powers is working Aaron powers is working oh that's right and this she'll let true. you know it yep. she will mm -hmm. let you know this it is true. she's had a countdown clock going since september i'm 1st sorry for, for those that have to go to work tomorrow uh just some of us sick. Don't. just call us sick yeah, Good night, everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa Christmas, Paul. Happy Christmas, John. Mm. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>